Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano. Uh, welcome back, folks, after a two-week hiatus. Hope everybody had a nice fourth. Uh, and we are going to continue uh, our conversation on defense, on the defensive side of the ball, in particular, linebacker and defensive back. But first off, I guess, Chris, how was your fourth? Hope you had a nice one, bud. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Good, man. How very about nice. you? I uh, did not eat as many hot dogs as uh, Joey Chestnut, but I gave hell, it a run. How the hell does that guy eat sixty-two hot dogs in ten minutes? It's That's not insanity. <laughs> that is insanity. Someone put out the amount of calories and everything else. It's just he's got to throw up, right? I mean, he's got to throw up like a I half hour imagine. after that contest, I right? I mean, it's insane. Uh, I know. He t- I know he drinks a bunch of stuff with his stomach lying and all before the contest but man afterwards he's got to force himself and then he to you know There's they no dip him in it. the water first like it's just so gross dude it's such a gross thing to watch i just i don't want to watch it i just want to know how many he <sighs> ate really afterwards is. i'm good to, i don't need to watch <laughs> i mean uh, i mean honestly dude the uh, the hot dogs and the fries at the original nathan's on surf in brooklyn yeah. is still the best by far but after right i mean i'm right. not eating more than two <laughs> I mean, I'm, I used to eat two, you know, with the fries. Okay, we're good to go. I, mean, I can't even imagine 62 with the bun. That, that's insanity, man. I, you know, I don't know how that guy does it. 17 really years, dude. That's insane. Like, no one even – somebody beat him once <laughs> in 17. That's insane. Total, total dominance. Right. <laughs> they said, name a, name a more dominant athlete. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if there is Like the New England – like the New England Patriots God. run, huh, of the uh, – of the, of the hot dog eating <laughs> contest. Incredible. Incredible. Anyway. All right. So, where do you want to start first? Defensive backs, meaning corners and safeties, or linebackers, bud? I, I... Yeah, let's, let's do uh, – you know what? Let's do linebackers because I want to start by, with my guy, think... Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, um, and his yeah. high expectations yeah. for this guy in year two. There's so many things being written about him. His work ethic, you know. He came out a couple weeks ago, and and he was talking about a lot of things he felt he left on the table, mm-hmm. sacks wise and technique wise. He had to improve on, and you know, um, I kind of predicted double digit sacks for him this year a couple weeks ago. And talking about off season, when I summarized the off season a little bit, and you know, this is a guy. I think you know a lot of people around the league. Um, I was with Jordan Schultz from ESPN a couple weeks ago. We we're watching practice together. And, and he was like, yo, your guy Thibodeau, man. I'm telling you, this guy here, you know, this guy's going to be your next dominant guy. Michael Strahan, you know, he's come out a few times. You know, I think Strahan like a, had like a sack and a half his first year. Only like a couple of second year, and then he took off, you know. And he's he thinks that Thibodeau's going to like kind of progress faster than him, than he, you know, than when he played, you know. He loves everything about him. Um, Carl Banks loves everything about him. Thinks this kid's going to be an absolute star, you know, coming off that edge. And Thibodeau is a guy that, you know, he, he's been working in L.A. a lot this offseason. He's been working a lot with his flexibility, a lot. He feels he left mm-hmm. plays on the field. You know, he, he you know he winds up with, I think, three or something sacks in the last four games, something like that. Finished pretty strong. Played the run pretty well. During the season, played the run pretty not just you know not just the guy out there rushing the quarterback, really played the run well, 
physical, you know, made some mistakes, obviously. You know, he got hurt. And don't forget, let's not forget, he was injured at the beginning of the year, missed a few games, came back, wasn't really 100%. Kind of get into it, finished strong. And and this is a dude, man, that, Jerry, I think there's no question. Wink, the Giants, the Giants fan base are expecting big things out of him going into year two. Yeah, and what's funny is we we both believe that Ojolari will lead the team in sacks, right? So, oh, if he's healthy, I think we both said watch out for Ojolari. Now, if that's the case and Thibodeau gets double digits, then it's going to be a hell of a, a pass-rushing season for these guys. But I'm with you, man. I, look, and, and you brought up Strahan and his comments, and I remember when Strahan came to the league, you know, when these guys came in at, back in what? it was, He was a supplemental pick, I think, in 93. And he came in, I think he had a sack against the Eagles his first year, if I remember. Um, and it was kind of slow going for Strahan. And he kept hearing about all this talent he had. And he just thought, all right, well, we'll see. And then I think in 97, he really exploded, right? I think it's going to happen faster for Thibodeau. And like you said, dude, you saw it the last, I think, four games of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he did have three sacks. He had the touchdown. You know, he had like the hat trick against the uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the commanders on Sunday Night Football, right? Uh, he had a forced fumble. He had a sack and uh, right. and a touchdown. So I'm with you, man. Um, he's not someone I look at where there's not only not concerned, but you, you, he's not someone to look at and don't think he's going to be great. I, I believe he's going to be a great player. Um, he showed it towards the end of last year, but I, I always go back to in college, right? He was the consensus one for like a year until his senior year. I mean, everyone was saying this guy was going to be the <laughs> one. Then other guys kind of jumped him. So I'm with you, Chris. And, and to hear it from Strahan, to hear it from Banks, and, and you know these other reporters who are around the team, um, it just it kind of validates it and makes you feel great about the, where this kid's headed. Yeah, you know – and it's not just guys that are around the team, too. You like this balding. You know, like yeah. I just said, I was with Jordan Schultz. And it's like right. guys that cover the sport, you know, and not just around the Giants. They just see it. They look at him in film, and they saw what he did last year. And they're like, and they're expecting big things, man. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, when they see things, they put it on Twitter or, they put, or they're on NFL Network or they're on, you know, whatever it might mm-hmm. be, right? Their podcast, whatever it might be. There's certain guys that, you know, when, you, when they see things, you know, you look and you say, wow. You know what I mean? Like, like this guy, this guy knows his stuff. You know, this guy's when they say things about NFL players, you, you know, you raise your eyebrow. You're like, whoa, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, and guys like that around the league, you know, it's just been nothing but praise for this Thibodeau kid. Nothing but praise. And I think we saw that at the end of last year. And, and Jerry, look, you know, a lot of people ask me about Thibodeau on the side. You're like, what kind of what kind of kid is he? You know, he seems like he's a little arrogant. It's a strange thing. I've mentioned this before. He's like an old soul, Thibodeau. He's like an old soul. Like, he's a type of guy that listens to, like, 70s music, blues, and, you know, he's, like, so mature, but at the same time, he'll act like a little kid in a locker room, but at the same time in life, he, like, gets it. It's, like, the weirdest thing. Like, the best way I could phrase it, the best way I could sum it up, I guess, is he's like an old soul, if that makes sense. You know, like, you talk to him, he's a real intelligent dude, and he'll turn around and be like, yeah, no, I should have had five sacks. And he cut, like, I know people that aren't around them think, like, oh, man, he's just a cocky SO. You know, look at, listen to him. And he's not. And I, I, I've been reporting this since the first day I met him back last OTAs. He's not. He's not like, it's strange, Jerry, for a guy that, when you, when you don't really know him, or you come up, the way sometimes he says things, you say, oh, this kid's one, you know, this kid really thinks of that. And he isn't, you know? He's got things in his locker room that he, like he should have double-digit sacks. He wants this goal, that goal. 
But the dude gets it. I, I've been saying this for a year now. The dude gets it. He understands that he wants to be great. He understands that he, you know he could make a lot of money off the field, right? When he's great on the field. And I think we saw that with Strahan, right? Michael was great, Hall of Famer, and we all know what kind of career he's had. And Strahan was one of the first guys to get him last offseason and said, yo, dude, listen, you want to you want to market yourself? That's great. You know, and he does. Thibodeau has the fancy outfits. He's got the, he no doubt, no doubt. He likes that, Thibodeau, right? But like Strahan told him a year ago, when you make it in this market and you make an impact on the field and you win championships or you win playoff games, dude, you just got to stand there and it's going to come to you. And you're going to make your, you know, you're going to market yourself. And Thibodeau gets that. You know, he's, you know, he understands it's not going to be handed to him. He understands that he has to be a yeah. pro bowler on the field and maybe, you know, bring a, a couple of Lombardis to this organization or, or a Lombardi to this organization like Strahan did, you know, and then he'll take off from there. And I think that's what's great about Thibodeau. He's such a mature dude for his age. For, for a guy who act like a little kid at times, like he'll, he'll play like golf, act like a little kid a lot. But at the same time, he's just such a mature old soul. And uh, I think the Giants are in good hands with this dude, bro. I think this kid's going to have a big year. Now, hey, the other quick, side of Aziz that I, we I talked agree with about. That, that, no, it's fine. I'll get it. The I'm two sorry, things last year that stick out for me about Thibodeau, aside from the play, um, the way he handled mm-hmm. the media the first two games that he missed, I thought it was pretty mature. I thought for the most part he handled it well. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't say too much. You know he yeah. wanted to play, but he, he couldn't. And he, he, didn't, he didn't lose his cool with anyone. Uh, and you think a, a rookie like that, mm-hmm. is, as high of a pick as he, as he was coming into New York, <clears throat> that could have happened. And two, the emotion he showed after, I believe it was the Ravens game, where he was talking to the camera and crying over mm-hmm. the win. And I just thought, man, you know, this kid seems to kind of get it, you know. So there yeah. were the two things off you know, outside of playing that, that kind of stuck out to me. So go ahead about um, Ojolari, I think. Yeah, and you know what, Jerry? In this market, New York, New Jersey, the fans want their players to care. Yep. Okay? They want their players yep. to care. Totally. They, they want to see that when you lose a game or you win a big game, right? Out of their stars. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. When, I mean... When you see one of your guys that really doesn't look like he really cares that much, dude, you're not gonna make. You better, you better really yeah. produce in this town. And you seen that? You've seen that over the years with different either the Yankees or Mets. Uh, you saw with Aaron Hicks with the Yankees, the fans just yeah. felt like he didn't care, and boom, they booed him at it. They DFA'd him. He came back this weekend. They were booing the crap out of him. Why? Not so much that Aaron Hicks didn't produce the last few years, because the Yankee fan base looked at him and said, you know, right. this guy don't give a crap. He's not chasing down fly balls on left field. He's dogging it here. The New York, New Jersey, this area's fans want their athletes to care. Lawrence Taylor, prime example. They looked at Lawrence, and we all know Lawrence's you know, problems were off the field all those years. But they saw an athlete every Sunday that would run through a brick wall to win a game for the New York town. Giants. Yep. So I think people are looking at Thibodeau like like you just mentioned. Somebody reactions. I saw him in the locker room. Um, I saw him. In the, I was with them in the locker room in the Eagles playoff game when they lost. Right when the Eagles smoked them in the playoff game. Okay, there was a lot of down faces. You know, there were some guys. Okay, we'll pack it up. They'll yeah. walk. You know, I'm not going to mention. You know, mention it. All right, well, let's go. Let's get on the bus. You know, you know, and it's true. Uh, look, I'm not going to point out anybody and this and that. But there's always a couple of guys. You're like Barkley. Look, I. It was the end of the world for him. Okay. <laughs> When they lost that game. 
Daniel mm. looked like it was the end of the world. Thibodeau was one of those guys that was in his locker room like this. He was answering questions. And you could see, like, man, we yeah. just got freaking right. smoked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. what the F? You know what I mean? You know, and, and, you know, and he's one of those guys. And, you know, the fan base, they want their athletes to care. That's the fact. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a fact. You know, maybe, look, Jerry, we grew up in this area, so I don't know how it is in the Midwest. I don't know how it is on the West Coast. Of, you know, if a guy's smiling after the loss of the fan base, like, oh, that's great. Ha, ha, ha. Clayton Kershaw's laughing. Ha, ha. I don't yeah. know. I, I, yeah. But in, this, yeah. in the East Coast, brother? I, I, they don't want to see a, that. And I think Thibodeau's yeah, the type no, of guy I know that, a state trooper who watched, after the Deshaun Jackson miracle game, watched a defensive player on the Giants, not going to say who it was, laughing after the game was over in the parking lot. And he, a state trooper, was a Giants fan. And he's like, it just made him sick. Like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You just suffered yeah. maybe the most embarrassing yeah. loss in franchise history. And you're <laughs> laughing. Yeah. And this wasn't a star. Yeah. So don't, look, don't go run away with your imagination. Yeah, guys, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> right. So look, look. It's not life right. and death football. We know that, but I'm just telling you. Right. That's the fan base. Feel, feel a little look, the way look, we I'm feel. Fi- right. Yeah. Jerry, look. I, I, I'm 56 years old, and growing up, I, you know, I wanted right. to see my athletes care. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to see them care. So, hey, look. So we'll get. You know, Thibodeau's the type of guy. You know, he understands what what it takes. You know, and he's striving yeah. to reach yeah. that goal. Okay. Uh, Aziz, we all know. Look, we both agree Aziz is a is a is a better pure pass rusher yep. than Thibodeau right now. Okay, yep. no question about it. But we all know he has yep. to be on the field. And if he plays seventeen games and Thibodeau plays seventeen games, this could be a lethal combination. Yeah, you know, this could be. A, you're looking at two guys who could possibly be in double digits each. Uh, uh, double digit sacks each of them. Okay, it's possible. I mean, Aziz, forget about it. He was on pace for double digits last year. If he played 17 games, not not even close. No I mean, not, it's you know he probably would have been 13, right. 14, right? Uh, and then Thibodeau has to take it. You know, we expect to take it to the next level. So those two guys on the outside, you know, the Giants. It's all a matter of health, right? Thibodeau started off hurt last year, missed a few games, really didn't round the shape till week four or five. Aziz, we all know what happened. He was hurt in training camp against the Jets in a joint scrimmage, and he really was never yeah. healthy. Came back, boom, hurt again, and all that stuff. So. A potential for a dynamic edge guys for the Giants, you know, um, and you have to get to the quarterback in this. And league. then you know, backing them up is your boy Hardy, uh, probably the most popular Giant right. in the locker room, but also someone who set the edge really well. And I was glad they resigned him, dude. I I, I love Jihad Ward. Yep. I know you do. Um, he ain't so right. I think he's a great locker <laughs> so room guy. And um, mm-hmm. although I think he he won the contest on Giants.com or lost the contest about. Which giant would you have? Which teammate would you not want to watch your pet or dog? And he lost. They everybody said Hadi. Is it just him and, and Sterling Shepard are just too distracted to watch watch someone else's pet? So outside of that, uh, you know, backing up at the edge, I'm okay with him. Um, and then they re-signed to Shane Zimenez. Uh, look, easy guy to root for. Didn't think he'd be back, but hey, he's here, right? So, uh, and a guy that has a ton of potential that just could not. You know, it, it's like Ojolari to the to the second power is uh, Ellerson Smith, and you just wish he could get healthy. Um, I think he, mm-hmm. I remember him like in for one game and he blocked a punt, and I, I never saw him again. Right, so so the <laughs> yeah, the right. sample size I have of him is wow, he's really impactful, but he cannot stay healthy. So the big question everybody's asking, you know, a lot of the Twitter questions, Chris, is are they going to pick someone up uh, to back up there and. I could, I guess, I could see it, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Jerry, you know this. 
there's still a few interesting names on the market. Um, Justin yeah. Houston's one of them. You know, uh, he's he's still on the market. I don't know money wise and this and that, or why nobody's even signed him. But I expect him to be on a roster soon mm-hmm. before camp because he played pretty well last year. Um, and he's another pretty good name too. Um, am I, who am I forgetting? Is that a pretty good edge guy on an, on a market too? But it's not look, Floyd, right? I, I'm going to give another name too. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. Leonard yeah. Floyd, right? I think Leonard Floyd's still available, right? Which Banks is interesting. Always loved from the get go. Which, yeah, which is yeah. very interesting, you know. So the Giants, I believe, are like three million right now under the cap. Um, I don't know if money wise that'll work, or if they're even interested. Well, if they can extend um, someone and work that I, out, they'll have more room. <laughs> we'll see. You know, uh, that's what right. that's the goal, right? This to extend yeah. Saquon, cut yeah. down that number, and you know, have a little more money to play with. We'll see. You know, look, the seventeenth, July seventeenth is coming fastly approaching us. Yes, it is. You know, it was a month ago we were talking Old about, days. but guess what? Now it's July 5th. It's 12 days away. So that's fastly approaching. You know, so we'll see what happens there. I, I tell you, another guy they really like too, dude, who I really like too, man, is this Tamar yeah, Fox I should have overlooked him. Um, you know, yeah. a, a guy, I, I tell you, man, he you know, did, a, did some things last year yeah. when he was in there. Real physical kid, you know. Uh, I'm really anxious to see him, man, do you this think season. He, do you think he's the in second guy in behind Ward, Chris? Behind, um, I, mm, I think he'll get his share of snaps with with Zimenez. Okay. Zimenez makes a team, but you know they brought him in. I think he'll get his share of snaps, like he did last year. Maybe a little bit more, depending on the production okay. when he gets in there. Okay, but Zimenez is a guy that played well, you know well beating last year, and then kind of like lost snaps and kind of like faded a little bit, right? So we'll see if he makes the fifty-three. You know, we gave him no, at least Zero. I gave him no oh. shot last year. And he made, and he made and played well. He actually played well beginning of the year. Yep. Zimenez, you know, in the limited snaps he got. Uh, and Tamon's a kid. You know, Elsa Smith's another kid. We'll see. You know, if he can get in there, and all that. So, you know, a pretty thin. We've talked about this before. A pretty thin edge group. You know, you got the two guys, and then you got you know Jihad, Tamon Fox, you know, and then Zimenez. But mm. Yeah. Mm, you know, I don't think it really excites many people. Like I'm sure a lot of people are like. Oh, you know, nice plays, nice plays. You know, kind of guy get in there, but not really exciting. And it's so, funny, you know, as excited as you are about the two starters, it really drops off after that. Yeah. Right, right. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I'm really excited about Tamon Fox. Now, he does intrigue me. I do yeah. like him. You know, I think he could definitely bring some things to the table. No question about it. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, you know, I think this guy could be eight-sack guy. You know, the, you know, all that, get him in there, he'll kill you. Yeah. No, you know, and Jahad Ward's a guy, you know, he, he does what he does. And then we'll see with these other guys, you know, um, heading into camp. It'll be interesting to see how they rotate him in, who's in with the twos, you know, the preseason game, who gets the snaps, who makes the 53. Yep. It's going to be interesting, you know. So. All right, dude, before we go to uh, the inside, we're going to take a break, guys. 20 minutes on the edge. Didn't see that coming. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. Hang on. And we're back. Folks, listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Nobuts, Biz, Bizignano, and Jerry Foley. All right, dude. Uh, if, we're, if you thought the outside was thin, um, I got news for you. I think the inside's even <laughs> a little thinner. <laughs> Although the addition of Bobby Okereke is very exciting, obviously. It's obviously next to yeah. him. It's who's it going to be? Is it going to be McFadden? Is it going to be Darian Beavers, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the guy everyone was excited about on the coaching staff last year um, until he got hurt? You know, it's, uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be a little thin. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, I think the veteran Davis, Javid Davis, will have the That's inside ready track. That's starter right now. Beginning at camp, you know. And then you're going to see what, you know, how Beavis is. Is he healthy going into camp? We'll see what, yeah. you know, how he is. And then I just, look, Jerry, the McFadden is a guy that seemed to get some quality reps in OTAs. Okay? They seem to be, it looks like they're taking, they're going to take a look at him pretty okay. good this camp. That's the impression I got watching OTAs and the mandatory camp. That looks like they're going to kind of give him mm. a pretty good look. So look for him to get a serious look in his camp. And then Beavis will see what he shapes, you know, rounds into shape. And then anybody else is like, you know, what's exciting? Caught Probably a coffin. On his last now. legs. I mean, he, he was an outside guy. They moved yeah. inside. He never played inside. So he, He's going to have to stay on special teams. He's going to have to be a Cam special Brown. teams guy to make this team again. Cam Brown, same yeah. situation. You know, one of the better special teams. He's going to have to be a special yeah. teams guy, you know. Uh, so... The veteran Jared Davis, you know, it is what it is. Not bad. And obviously the Beavers, McFadden, they'll fight it out. Um, they'll, they'll fight it out in camp, and they will also be featured <laughs> in my next week's training camp oh, nice. Battle, nice. battle, you know, uh, article okay. where, uh, you know, we do positions to, to watch nice. in training camp. Obviously, that will be one of them, <laughs> you know, so... We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm hoping you know? it's Beavers just because you know what you have with Jared Davis. He's okay, right? He's, he's serviceable, but he's not spectacular. You're hoping Beavers can come back from the injury um, and, and be the guy that the coaching staff was so high on. Or McFadden just takes that next step to where the game kind of slows down for yeah. him. And maybe that's the issue with McFadden, right? It's, you know, look, inside linebacker is not easy to adjust to from college, right? So maybe the game will slow down for him. Maybe he'll be, you know, maybe he'll step up his game and kind of get to the next level. But Right now, if I'm rooting for anyone, uh, not just because I said he was going to be the, you know, the, the well, not the not the diamond in the rough, but the unsung. What somebody asked about who, who could surprise you, uh, it was I said Darren right. Beaver. So I'm hoping it's Darren Beaver, but we'll see. Right. We'll and see. And then behind them is just a bunch of guys trying out. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, you got some undrafted free agents yeah. and all that. But look. So. I'm saying that, that now and watch one of those guys become the star of camp. And it's like, okay, well, where were you before? And then that's what happened. That's why camp is awesome. And that's why when you guys ask who's going to make the team, we just kind of say, you know what, let's give it some time because I haven't seen one person play yeah. yet. So I cannot give 53 in well, June or July. So, Right. What happens every year is that I'll be watching camp and, I, and I'll always be like one or two guys like, oh, right. man. You know, like, like look, this guy's having a strong start at camp. Oh, well, you know, this, guy's, this guy looks good yep. in camp. Like, you know, kind of a, you know, a couple unexpected guys that kind of stand out the first few weeks in camp. And you're like, whoa, you know, where did this guy come from? Oh, this guy's getting some quality snaps and all that stuff. So that's what's, the, that's what's always very <clears throat> good about camp is that, you know, there's always a few guys that, that play well in camp. And then you have to see if they could sustain that, you know, as – August moves along, preseason games. I think we've kind of seen that one guy in the Giants the last few years, and that's uh, David Sills. You know, he's he's had great camps. Sills but, Army. You know, you know, when it comes to game planning and games, regular season games, it's a whole different yeah. animal. You know, those those first string uh, corners that, are a little better so, than the third string corners, right? Right. I mean, they game plan it for you, and they're studying what you could do and can't do. It's a whole different animal. So, uh, but there's always a few. You know, we'll see. Um, and that's why they, you know they'll start sorting out in camp, you know, in August, and joint practices and pre preseason games and all that. 
All right, now, a position group I'm more excited about than I am inside linebacker. Uh, we'll go corner, right? And although there are question marks, there's I just think there's more excitement there, dude. I mean, you obviously have a Dory Jackson who's penned in as the starter, you know, uh, stapled in as the starter. And on the other side, they can say what they want, but I, I think you believe the same thing. It will be Deontay Banks. Um, and then you got a bunch of guys behind him that, you know, look, there's Leonard Johnson, right? Like, what do they have there? There's um, right. Amani. I'm not going to say his last name. Like, can, can he do anything, <laughs> right? So there's at least some guys behind him where it's like, all right, they brought some guys in. Um, you know, uh, Amani had a couple good years with Detroit. Maybe he's got something left. Leonard Johnson was, I wouldn't say, you know, a, a highly coveted corner, but um, someone that, that teams were looking at coming out of college, right? So – there are some names there that you can get excited about, and obviously Cordell Flott, right? Cordell Flott's a guy who, you know, probably put on some weight and should get better. I mean, I, I thought he had a decent rookie year, and that's another position that is really hard to – not everyone's Sauce Gardner. Where you can come into the pros and be the best corner in the league hmm. outside of Sauce Gardner <laughs> and Darrell Revis, you know. The cornerback's a tough one. So there's some – to me at least, Chris, there's some excitement behind who I think the guys will be the two starters, but I'm really psyched to see Deontay Banks as well in action. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's pumped to see him. Yeah. Number one pick, man. You know, people are expecting so much out of this guy. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you know, put that aside. I'm I'm excited for Cordell Flott. Year two. Yep. I really am. You know, I I, I got to be honest with you. I'm excited to see this this Leonard uh, Leonard Johnson kid yeah. from Duke. Giants went out and signed him to a three yeah, deal. Right. That's a good point. That's how much you know. You know, like they 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 see something here. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, the kid gets hurt before last year's draft. He misses last season. This could be a steal, yeah. man. You know, uh, this kid's healthy coming in. Be, I, I'm fascinated to see this guy. I really am. For, when Joe Shane gave him that three-year deal, I think I think most people are like, what? Right. Who? You know, who the right. hell is this right. guy? You know? A you know? Um, couple of guys, um, like last, uh, Bobby McCain's the veteran. Jason Pinnock, who played a pretty decent ball last year. Dane Belton's another guy, right? It's year two of his progress. Yeah, I'm the only one who, who loves I, I think I'm one of the only Giant fans that I'm so high on him. Like, I, I just think he can he can get to that next level, I think. I, from yeah. what I saw last year, I know he got in a doghouse a little bit. So he must have been missing assignments that I don't know. Like, I'm not – I don't know Wink Martindale's defense enough to say, oh, he's in the wrong spot. But ability-wise, I, I was excited to see what he could bring to the table last year. And, Jerry, I'm pretty excited to see yeah. what he could bring. Yeah. No question this year. Yeah. You know, no question. Because he right. flashed. He flashed yes. at times. He flashed yeah. at times. There's no question about it. So, let's see in year two. He's a pretty confident kid. Now, he, you know, here's a kid, he, he, here's a kid that thinks he could come in here in year two and win right. this job. He's not going in saying, oh, they, you know, they went out and he signed a veteran of McCain. They got the Pinnock coming back. You know, I got to No, he thinks he could win yeah. this job, Dane Bell. He thinks he's going to be the starter alongside yeah. X, uh, Zay. McKinney against Dallas in the first game of the year. So that's a great cop. To look, uh, going back to corner one second, Jerry, that draft pick, Trey Hawkins, big kid. Yeah. yeah big six kid. Three. Yep. Sixth round pick. Can't wait to see him. I, I, look, I was always a guy, I always favored guys with, that were big guys, big corners. Love I love that. The, the, like, I think of like Bobby I, Taylor. I love big corners. I, like, I know he played for the Eagles, but I love the big corner. Notre Dame guy. I, right, right, right. I, I love big corners. You know, like the. Like Deontay Banks is solid. He's six feet. Right. Like, he's kind of he plays big. You look, you see him on the field like, oh, yes. he's kidding. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Seahorn was a yep. big dude back in. I like, I like, you. you know what I mean? Uh, 
You know, Trey Hawkins, that first time I saw him, I stood next to him in OTAs. I was like, oh, this, you know, he's pretty thin, but he kid's a yeah. big boy. You know, he's a yeah. big kid. You know, I, I like that. You know, um, Lennon Johnson, you know, not, you know, kind of a little size yeah. to him. You know, I, I like that. that someone that so, we've heard about from some of the draft guys, I think maybe Syverson or Saratella said they were high on Gamon Green. And he's 6'2 yeah, as well. Yeah. He's got some good size. He's a big yeah. kid, too. He's a yeah. big kid, too. So you look at this and you say, well, you know, it looks like they like these bigger guys. You know, I, I like them, too, yeah. man. You know, I, I get it. But give me guys who put a hat in there. Get them some size and all that stuff, you know. Um, so the Giants have a few of those guys. Some young young guys who have a little size to them. And obviously, Dory's going to be one guy. That's no question about that. And Deontay's going to fight for the other spot. I, to me, it's going to be... A no-brainer. I think Deontay will be there. And then you got, you know, the guys for the slot. And you got Donnie Holmes returning. Mm. Right? Donnie Holmes is back. They like Donnie Holmes, too. That You know, they, 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 didn't, they didn't cut him. He's there with the ones a lot in the OTAs. He's going to fight for the ones for the slot, yeah. you know. So, it's going to be, um, I tell you, it, when we get to the offense next week, I think we agree that wide receiver position is probably going to going to be the most fascinating Crap to watch, shoot, right? Point. Yeah, right. But this secondary yeah. too, man, yeah. corners yeah. and safeties, the competition that's going to be going on, and that's what Joe Shane and Brian Dayball want. They want got to bring got competition. They don't want anybody to feel, oh yeah, this is my spot. You know, I'm not worried about this right. crap. No, no, you know, competition. That's what they want. That's what they've brought in. A lot of guys are going to be competing, man. And one of the guys that like you were high on, one of the guys you were actually high on, you mentioned Javarius Owens. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was just going to get to him. I kid, I kind of liked it OTAs. Now we'll see as, as the, you know, as the process moves along. He's a hitter though. But, but you know what? I know it's just shorts, you know, seven on sevens and all that crap. But, he, but he was deflecting passes in OTAs. I think he had an interception, or he almost had a couple. He was making some, he had some PDs on Daniel. You know, hey, that's what you look for. When, when I'm there, folks, my MO is this. When I'm there, I'm on the sideline. I'm looking to see who's out there active. Who's making plays, you know? So the OTAs, I'm like, hey, I see this guy, 31, running around, past the flag, past, past the fence. He's out there. Whoa, 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 whoa. This guy's making some plays out here. Yes, I know it's April, May, and all that crap. But you know what? When he, as we go into training camp in a few weeks, hey, let him continue making plays. Let's see if he continues making plays when they put the pads on, when he if, when he gets with the twos, and he'll get with the one. You know, they all they all go in and out, yeah. you know. Uh, that's another kid who I like. Another kid I'm gonna be keeping an eye on once it gets you know once training camp starts and the preseason games and all that. And what about uh, so, where's Nick McLeod gonna be? Is he still gonna be the slot? You think another guy, another guy in the slot. On the outside, yeah. special teams. He was one of. He was a pretty good special team. Yeah, special teams guy. Competition, man. It's deep. Two guys we did not mention. Now, not that we are calling the shots on the final roster, but I do think it's a little reflective of their chances. Uh, Rodarius Williams and Aaron Robinson. I just, I unless Aaron Robinson shows something just awesome in training camp, I just yeah. think that's it. You know, it's just another third round yeah. pick that didn't work. He's had injury issues. Darius Williams had issues. I, I wouldn't be surprised me if if Holmes, Robinson, and we, and Rodarius were the were the odd men out. Yeah, I think Rodarius Williams is going to be my Zimenez this year. Yeah, so yeah, he's going to have a decent year. Him. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to get that. So I'm basically giving him no chance yeah, to make same. this 53, which means he'll probably have an unbelievable camp and make the 53. Now that we I said should, that. We should no. give out that award yeah, every so. year pre-training camp. This right. is our O'Shane Zinnas right. award. Yeah. Right. The Chris Bizignano is dead wrong yeah. award. Me you know? too, man. I was with you. <laughs> so, you know? So, yeah. So, uh, look, I, I don't think, you know, depth-wise, all that stuff, Darius is going to have a hard time. Aaron Robinson, I don't know if he's going to go into camp, if he's even going to be 100%. He might be. You know, a couple weeks behind, he's got the injuries yep. going on. We'll see. We'll see when it when it starts up. So, uh, Trenton Thompson, another undrafted free agent from a year That's ago. Uh, he's going to be in the mix. Big, another big boy. Another big, another big kid. Um, and uh, they'll they'll play it out. So we got veteran. We got some veterans here. They brought in draft picks. They brought in undrafted free agents. They brought in some kids with size. They brought in and all that stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating group to watch this training camp. It really is. So. I know it's very early, but eh, just let's let's have some fun. Prediction-wise, who are the four starters in the defensive backfield um, opening night? And you know what? Give me slot two. And who yeah. are the two inside linebackers? Obviously, Okereke is one, and McKinney's in there. But who are the rest? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with Okereke and uh, Jared okay. Davis. Um, and then in the back, I'm going to go with Dory, mm-hmm. McKinney, Bobby McCain, Deontay Banks, and I'm going to go with my guy, Cordell right. Flott, in a, in you, a are, you You have been consistent with Bobby McCain for, since they got him. That's, that's, uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Not fascinating, but it's, you've been very consistent with that one. So. Go ahead. Who, who uh, you got? I, listen, again, um, I don't know. But I will say, I think someone will surpass Jared Davis. So I'll differ there. I'll say Okereke and Beavers. And I'm just, I, it's okay. part of me is rooting for Beavers to come back for that injury. I think by opening day, if he's healthy, he's going to be the guy. And I agree with you. I think they've got to be crazy not to play Banks across from Adoree. Uh, McKinney, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think they like the veteran presence there as well. Uh, but just to be different, I'm going to go Dane Belton. But it wouldn't surprise me if it oh, was McKinney. okay. So okay. we'll see. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Watch, I'll be completely wrong. So. No, hey, dude. <laughs> This is why you play. It'll be him, Rodarius I mean, this is Williams. Why you get out there. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, this is why you know. This is why you compete. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Corner is exciting, though, man. It's like again, I don't want to sound like the wide receiver last year because it turned out to be kind of a disaster with all the injuries. But yeah. cornerback this year uh, is more exciting. I mean, obviously because of the two starters and flop, we think that's going to make it as a as a slot receiver. But then behind him, mm-hmm. there's a lot of not just question marks, but guys who can. Um, make a name for themselves in the organization. Like they can make the team and then they can have an impact. So uh, it's, it's a more exciting bunch than to me than the inside linebacker where it's, you're just really, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you're kind of hoping for the best next to Okereke and then seeing where it falls. Whereas corner, you kind of have some options back there, right? You have some options behind Flot. If he doesn't, maybe, maybe they like McLeod there. It's not a, it's not a big downgrade. He's a pretty good player. He played well last year, even at safety, right? Like, who that other safety is? Pinnock played well last year, you know. McCain they brought in, yeah. like you said. So it's just there's in the defensive backfield. It just seems to be more fun. You, you're going to see a lot of just Bobby Okereke out there, Jerry, and you're going to see two safeties. You're going to see one safety up and up. But that's what you're going right. to see, bro. You know, the first play, like for, all right, first down, first and ten on the twenty-five. All right, you'll see Davis and Okereke, and that'll be it. Then you'll see Okereke. You're going to see a different safety look in there. Wink is going to mix it up. You know, whoever it is, Jerry, yeah. in my opinion who's lined up alongside of Kurage in the first snap of the year against Dallas, probably going to get about 25 snaps, and then you're going to see different packages, yeah. you know. 
Not a current game. I'm talking sure. about who's next yep. to him, like yep. Jared Davis or Beavers. Whatever, man. You're going to see all different type of packages depending on you know, safety position, who makes his team, who's active on game day. And you're going to get all kinds of different looks, you know. So that, that's what's going to be really you – know, that's, that's the beauty of Wink, you know. You don't know what you're going to get from week to week too. You yep. know? But, Jerry, you know, talking about Banks and Adoree and Flott and whoever we think is going to be the slot and, you know, it's going to be so important, Jerry, because, you know, the first week of the year you're facing three really good receivers. Yeah. You know, you're facing the Cowboys. Yeah. You're facing CD, who's one of the best. They got Brandon Cook, so which means CD's going to be on the inside a lot. And you you got Gallup on the other side, right? Second week, okay, Arizona, you know, receiver-wise, DeAndre's gone now. So not to, uh, you know, they got Marquise Brown. But, but, but Jerry, then you come back, you know, you come back four days later, yeah. and you got to face Brandon Ayuk. You got to face the Debos, yeah. right? And then you come home, and, and you have and maybe you the got... best, one of the best receiving tight ends too. Right. So I know oh, he's yeah, not. Yeah. I know right. it's not a corner, right. but they're right. Right. maybe yeah, faced up against best... a corner at one point in that game. But you got one of the best tight ends right. in football, right? He right? gets corners a lot, right? And then you come home and you got that Monday night game, Jerry. You got DJ Hackett. You got uh, Tyler Lockett, and you got the rookie draft pick. Uh, uh, you know the phenomenal kid from Miles. They, they drafted Seattle. You know that they expect big things yeah. from. Uh, Ajipa, right? The kid from Ohio State, right? So so what I'm saying is that, you know, man, these three or four, whoever wrote slot, Donna, whatever comes in, you know, uh, know, they're going to be tested. They're going to be tested, right? Right? That first month of the season, the first four games of the season, brother, they're going to be tested, you know? And, you know, in this league, man, it's tough, you know? So the kid banks... If he's starting outside, which we both think he will be, right? Yes. And whoever's in that slot, either be Donnay, Flott, McLeod, whoever the hell's in, you know, it's not just going to be a walk in the park because I tell you right now, what Dallas is going to do, bro, and you remember I said this, mm-hmm. when they play the Cowboys, that first Sunday night game, now that they got Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. he's going to be on that outside, Gallup's going to, and the CD is going to be on that slot, man. He's going to, and the Giants are going to have to cover that dude yeah. from the he, slot a lot of snaps. Yep. And he's, he's who hurt him last year. You know, yep. and that is going to be a key matchup, man. You know, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. So it's going to be really, these guys are going to have to be ready to roll, brother. Ready to roll right out of the gate, that first it's game. It's getting exciting, though, dude, thinking about that game, how, you know, really close it is, right? I mean, how was it, 10 weeks or something? Ridiculous. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, camp yeah. right around the corner. It's flying. It really is. It's flying, man. Fourth of July, the 4th of July is gone. And That's it. Summer flies now. Know. Right, and Always. next thing you know, it's going to be Labor Day, yep. you know, and, and then you're ready to, you know, you're basically right there, you're ready to roll, and, and uh, you know, and the Dallas game is right there, you know, and, and I think we talked about it, Jerry, on a previous podcast that we were sick of Dallas, and then we were, when the schedule came out, at least I was, I don't remember what you said, but at least I, I was like, you know what, I was glad they yeah, played no, I love it. glad they're playing Cause Dallas. Because it's at home, too. Sick, I was sick of Dallas yeah. on the road. You know, it was like, to me, this could be, a message. Not a statement. Yep. Statement. Yep. Like, if they could whip up on these guys at home, yeah. you send them out a statement. I feel that, like, I feel that with the Jets, too. Like, they play that next night against the Bills, right? Obviously with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? I feel the same way with the Jets. Like, if the Jets whip up on the Bills with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to send a statement to the rest of the AFC East. Yo, guys, yeah. this ain't the same old Jets. Right, right. And, and, and the I Bills the Giants, are not going to be waltzing to a division title. Right. 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 You know, like, 
we got Aaron Rodgers now, one of the best to ever do it. So get ready. You know what I mean? I, I think that's huge for the Jets. And for the Giants, like I said, you know, like, like you know, we, they've struggled against the Cowboys yep. the last few years. I think they beat him once in the last and four, Dak, five, whatever the hell it is. Beat Dak. I think they beat Dak once in so right. many tries. And that was with a backup quarterback, right? Yeah. They beat him. Um, and, and to me, it's like, go out there and send a message, right? Yeah. A lot of people think the Dallas is going to win double-digit games again this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, Eagles, all that stuff going on. And, you know, people are kind of skeptical about the Giants, right? They keep, a lot of people are like, all right, you won nine games. You know, you caught some people by surprise. You fell... I don't think you're going to do it again. You still can't beat Dallas. You still can't beat, right? Yeah, totally. You feel yes. You feel that's the sentiment of the league. Yes. People around the league saying this. I'm not saying Giants fans, Jerry. I'm no, just saying that, no. se- that seems to be what people are feeling around the league. It's like, uh, yeah, right, they won nine games. Nah, they're not going to do it Turn this Turn on year. opposing you know? talk radio. It's exactly what they're saying, Chris. They're right. Take a step back. They, and I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I don't listen to, I, I don't know. I just go by what I see on Twitter and what I do see on like NFL Network. You know, people coming on, I don't think the Giants, you know, Daniel, you know, uh, they still can't beat these guys. These So you go out there that first game and whip up on them and beat them. I think the Giants send the message. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think I really do, bro. I really do. I think they send a message. I'm glad they're playing the Cowboys. And I'm glad they're playing them at home because I got tired of playing them on the road. That was what was so yeah. annoying. It seemed like every year we're going there and it's like, why are we playing there? But playing. At home, mm-hmm. and I I like that. Uh, it, you know, look, it, it's early in the season. We're not going to sell as many of those tickets. Most fans are going to be going to that game, so hopefully yes. the yes. number of Dallas fans won't be as many. There'll still be a lot. There always are, but it won't be as many as you know, week thirteen and whatever twenty fifteen or whatever twenty you know eighteen. Right. But um, I'm with you, man. You win that game, you make a statement. A lot, obviously, a long season to go, but you can make a statement week one whip up on them and say, you know what, guys, it's new new regime. It's it's We're not looking back now. Okay, we're, we're looking forward, mm-hmm. and we're going to take that next step and building something here. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm in the uh, – look, where I live, I do flip on Philly radio once in a while, and it's the first thing – whenever right. they talk football, I'll listen for a little bit, just hear what they're saying about the Eagles. And the first thing I heard the other day was, oh, the Giants take a step back. It's like, okay, you're obviously not even paying attention, but whatever, that's what you think, that's what you think, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is the sentiment, Chris, that they're going to take a step back. Yeah, you know, Jerry, I'm sure, and it's not just Philly talk radio. I mean, I see it on around Twitter, yeah. you know, guys who cover the league, you know, NFL writers, whatever it might be. I see it out there all the time. Yeah. Now, look, I, I also see positive stuff. Right. I also see, look, we think Darren's going to take an next step right there. You know, I, I'm just saying, I also see a lot of like, hey, you still can't beat Dallas. You only won one game last year in the division. Yeah. We just don't think you're good enough yet. We think you're going to take a step back. We don't. You, know, you could just feel it, you know. So that's why, you know, you don't want to go out and lose that first game at home yep. to Dallas. Because, you know, because what you're looking at in the next few weeks, you know, the, the short turnaround game against the 49ers, which, you know, it's going to be a real tough game, no, you know. So, brutal. You know, so, you, you know. So, All right, guys, yeah, we're taking another break. We'll like be right back after this. You'll listen to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Biz Ignano. Chris, before we get to questions, I want to ask you: What do you think yeah. is the the what's the the prevailing sentiment? Why do why do why is everyone saying the Giants take a step back? Mm-hmm. Is it just a natural thing to happen, or is it Daniel Jones mm-hmm. like the the view uh, of Daniel Jones? I think Jones? it's yeah, Jerry. I think a lot of people still don't have faith in Daniel. I agree. Yep. I don't. I, I think people. I think you know when you talk to people. I've talked to people too. I, I've talked to you know when I'm at you know I talk to people and. Uh, um, I think a lot of people feel that, you know, 
Daniel's not really going to be the guy, right. you know, and not Dable. Like everybody I've talked to, Jerry, either around the Giants organization or even outside the Giants organization, you know, um, everybody feels Brian, Brian Dable is the guy. Right. I haven't heard one person, Jerry, say, ah, Dable, he could be a fluke. It's only one year. Right. Everybody believes in Dable. Yes. I'm just telling you, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody. But I think people look at Daniel and still don't believe in him. Right. right? And I think they look at it and say, okay, you know, you kind of fell to some things last year. You played a Viking team in the playoffs. They, you know, they won a 13 or 14. And, you know, look what happened when you played a real team. And, you know, you, you kind of got some breaks at the end. You know, I think people look at it like that. You know, they do. I agree. You know? Um, and, and I think the Daniel question, and I, I'm just telling you, Jerry, and I'm telling you, Giants fans, I'm going to say it again. Um, and you're seeing it, I think, with Daniel Jones, even on Twitter, even what he's doing socially. You, this is one confident dude. Mm. You're going to see a difference in him walking around and throwing and I, 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 I'm just telling you, man. I, I just I have a very good feeling about just the way Daniel's approaching everything this year. I, I really am, you know. And I'm not saying I'm a trendsetter, Jerry. Nobody's looking at me saying, "Well, they're waiting to see what Chris Biz is going to tweet." And now I'm going to. But, but have you noticed though, Jerry? The last month, how many people are tweeting about Daniel's confidence? Yes, I do. And I'm not saying. I'm, no, trust I me, people. Trust me, people. I'm not saying. No, but you're noticing. You're what noticing Chris, what a lot of people are noticing. Right. right. Uh, you know, I'm there. And right. you see a lot of people tweeting, oh, man, Daniel looks like a confident guy. You know, Daniel, listen. Uh, uh, you know, even I, his interviews, even his interviews, you can see it more. He's not yeah. as like a deer in headlights or he's not as guarded as he once was. That's he, what it is. It just seems that way. He's having a little fun. Right. And he's, he's a hell, a, he's a hell a of a putter, apparently. He's a hell of a putter. <laughs> he's got a good golf game, Daniel. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I actually told Daniel one day. I heard you. Go, you I heard you. I heard you could hit it three hundred yards, but you left and right. And he laughed at me. He goes, "Who told you that?" Oh, nice. One time, I said, "I'm just telling you." Somebody told me you could smoke it. I said, "But you can't hit it in the fairways." That's what I'm hearing, <laughs> Daniel. And you know, also, and he was even laughing, you know, and, uh, and uh, having a little fun, which is a rarity for Daniel with the media. Right. You know, but like three think, years ago, you say that to him. He's like, "What do you mean? Why? Why?" Do you yeah, he that? just looks at you. What do you mean? You know, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think you're even going to see a little different Daniel with us. I really do. Yeah. I think you're going to see him laughing a little bit more. You see him on... Now he's tweeting, which is something he's never done. Right? right? He's in country music concerts. He's singing with people. He's having a fun with Eagle fan. The country music guy, I don't know. I forget who it was. Yeah, Zach what Bryan. Uh, Zach Bryan, I was glad yeah. it wasn't Zach Brown because I like Zach Brown and said, go birds. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, oh, Thank God yeah. it was this other it was, guy. I don't know. It was funny, Jerry. When I first saw that, I'm like, Zach Bryan. So I'm thinking of a Luke Bryan, Zach Brown kind. Right. I'm like, wait, right. who's this? Who's this I'm combination like a, of, of Luke Bryan like, and Zach Brown? Yeah, at first I was like, please don't tell me this is Luke Bryan because I like him a right. lot. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't Luke Bryan. And then this guy, Zach Bryan, I don't know who that effort even was. You know, I got to be honest. And I'm a country music fan. I don't even know what the hell this dude even yeah. was. But Daniel's having fun. It was all fun. You know, Daniel's having fun. The guys go birds, the whole crap. Yeah. But just to see Daniel having fun with it, you know, you, that's something we haven't seen in social media, really. Right. And I think, you know, now I'm not saying he's going to go out and have an MVP year, throw 35 passes because he's having fun. I'm just saying, it's like he just seems to be really, really more relaxed, you know. And um, it's good to see, man. We'll see, you know. But good it's, stuff. it's nice to see. Good if Daniel starts joking with us, bro, then you know what the whole yeah. man. Yeah. Then you know the he's 100% relaxed. A 5,000 yard season. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Right. 
I think I think I've gotten him to crack a smile twice. Right. I mean, twice since I've known him. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And I was once was with a golf comment that he slapped his head at me like, "Where'd you hear that from?" Um, and two was another. Uh, honestly, Jay, I'm sorry, but it was a personal. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a personal thing somebody told me about it, and he laughed about me. Something when he was at Duke, and somebody said something. To me, I brought it up to him, and. It was kind of a personal thing with him, and he, and he kind of looked at me, and he started laughing. He goes, who's your informant? like that to me. I said, ah, don't worry about it. I was laughing with him. But he's very, like, you know, with the media, he's very guarded. You know? But I think he's going to let that guard down a little bit, man. Nice. All right, dude, let's get to questions. Um, we got a couple of semi-famous people chiming in with questions this week. And we're going to lead off first with a fellow beat writer of yours, Chris, Ryan Dunleavy. Oh, he, Ryan. He says... What's the next movie I should watch? <laughs> Ryan's a pet. Well, I'll give you a little history of that. Why Ryan is... I didn't see that. He tweeted that today. Yes. He's funny. Where do I see him? Um, a little history of Ryan Dunleavy, who writes for the New York Post, is that every Friday, folks, in the media room, if Ryan's there, he covers the Jets and the Giants, but if Ryan's there, we just destroy him because he's the only guy probably on the planet... And, who hasn't seen Jaws, mm. Godfather, mm. Uh, Jerry, whatever famous movie you could think of, yeah. there's a very good chance that Ryan has never even seen it. Oh, Top, Jerry, Top, top gun. gun. And I sat there one day, and we were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you never saw Top Gun? <laughs> you know, and it was like, no, never saw it. You know, and he, that's the history, that's why he's asking that. But you know what, Ryan, I'll see him, but you know what? Well, first you got to see Top Gun, but check out the Maverick one, the sequel. I think you'll like it, Ryan. Um, I'm going to tell, tell, but that's the history. Bill. That's why he's being a wise guy asking, because we just abuse him to no end about all the movies. Jerry, The Sting. Mm. I mean, you you name these classic movies. Jerry, Butch Cassidy, The Sundance Kid. I mentioned to him once. He never even heard it. because what are you talking about? I'm like, you never saw that reference? No. Like, all the classics, Jerry, this dude has never even heard of, and we break his chops about it every Friday in the media room. That's... That's why he's asking that question. What's funny is one time he tweeted that he watched a comedy. I don't know if it was Animal House or what. And he said, I didn't think it was funny at all. And I'm like, yeah, it's 40 years later. Like, it loses some of that humor. There's very few yeah. comedies that really have staying power that are still absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I forget. It might not have been Animal House. I forget what movie. And I'm just like, that's funny that he's like, yeah, this movie sucked. I don't know why I watched it. I think in... From what you've said, he's never going to watch another movie you tell him to watch ever again. So. <laughs> no, what he does is that he now does go home at times and and starts watching the movies we said to watch to him. Yeah. Because, we, you know, we got about five or six guys just sit around and just like, are you serious? You've never seen, you know, so now he actually goes home sometimes and checks out these movies. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it was embarrassing to him. It, it, I mean, it, you know, you know when you say like that, hey, hey, what can you do? Is one of your favorite Zeppelins? <laughs> yes. Which might be the most embarrassing thing I've heard. Um, he's up there in that category, Ryan. Like he, when you when you mention a mm. classic movie, Jerry, yeah. and he says, "No, I never really heard of it." Oh, I, I, it's just so damn embarrassing. And look, he's he's only in his thirties, Ryan. Don't get me wrong; it's not like he's my age, right. but still, dude, it's embarrassing, dude. It's yeah, he's gonna watch Jaws and say, "Wow, the, the shark didn't look real at all." <laughs> yeah, right. He's one of those. Right. Well, that thing's mechanical, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why he acts that. Yeah. Nice. There you go, Ryan. Um, and another semi, I'd say semi-famous, right? Famous in Giants Twitter. Vibes Eli Rax asks, who was who part of New York Revival. Chris was on their podcast a few weeks ago, guys. If you haven't watched it, you should check it out. 
they're just good dudes, right? Like they're they're nice yeah. guys, and they put together a good product. And um, you know, if you, if you haven't checked anything out from them, check it out. But he asks vibes from Staten Island. Longtime listener, first time questioner, question asker. <laughs> I just saw an article. Darius Slayton might be the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Wow. From the small sample size of OTAs, has Darius Slayton been showing flashes of his of this being true? And will he have a bigger role this season with our G-men? Thanks. Yeah, I, I look, Eli. I think we mentioned we talked about it on your podcast, man. It just seems like him and Daniel are in sync, brother. Like they're brothers. Yeah. Like they're brothers from another mother. The way they're winging around the lot, they both know. Look like they're on the same page and. And Darius is a guy, look, Jerry, we've talked about it, right? We love Darius. I love Darius personally, as a person. Uh, you love him, you know, we, you know, what he did last year, mm-hmm. Jerry, you admired. You admired the way he never gave up, right? We talked about it yep. during the season. We talked about it in the offseason about a dude that was maybe not going to make the team to a, becoming the top receiver. And here he is getting a two-year deal and all kinds of money. And and Dable loving him. Dave, on the video, Dable... Praising him, right? Praising him yep. after saying you were inactive in the first game, you know, and praising Easy him. Easy guy working. to root for, man. How do you not root for him? Uh, I, I think Darius is going to have a really big year, dude. Yeah. Uh, now, is he going to drive you insane at times? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. He probably will. <laughs> he probably will, He's going to drop one where you're like, oh, God. Yeah, right. You're like, and then you're going to be like, Darius, what the? <laughs> oh, you know, but probably two quarters later, he'll get you on a go route or something, Jerry. He'll get you on a deep over and. You know, make a big play for you. Yeah. And he made big plays for the Giants last year, Jerry. There's no denying that. Yep. He made big plays for the Giants last year. Yep. Now, he also had a few plays you like to have back. Mm. We know that. Yeah. You know, but I, I love the communication, the rapport, everything you could think of that he has with Daniel Jones in this offseason. Um, and I think Darius is a guy, Jerry, that he's maturing. Now, I don't mean he was immature, but what I, what I mean by this, folks is that in the years past, Darius is the type of kid, if he dropped the ball early in the game, okay, he kind of hurt him emotionally. It kind of hurt him. Like some guys could drop a ball, okay, throw me the next 15, I won't drop, you know. He kind of hurt. I think Darius is maturing from when he was a younger guy where he, if he dropped the big ball, or Jerry, a ball he should have had, maybe even for a touchdown. We've seen that, right, dude? Yeah. We've seen that. yes. Where he kind of like, kind of like, um, you know, emotionally kind of like yeah. couldn't get where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's over with with Darius. And a big thing, Mike Rowe, very underrated wide receiver coach. Okay? Yeah. His father was one of the best defensive coaches. Carl Banks specifically told me his dad, Al Groh, was the best linebacker coach he ever had. Mike Rowe, his son. Very good receiver coach. Keeps these guys emotionally in it. Doesn't let these guys get down. I think Mike was really big for Darius last year. He goes out, gets his contract, Jerry. And look, it's like every look, they're human beings, bro. Yeah. These guys are human beings. So what they're telling him, what Brian Dable and Joe Shane are telling him is, dude, don't ever doubt yourself. We believe in you, brother. Yeah. We don't get. All right, listen. We obviously we don't want you. We don't want you to drop a deep cross or you know. We we get that. We right, Joe. Of course not. Right. But dude, if you do, guess what? We're coming back to you. Right. 
Stay emotionally involved. That's what Mike Rowe does. Mike Rowe is excellent at that. Stay emotionally involved. Because we just... And so, Jerry, as a human being, when he sees a two-year, $12 million contract, that does wonders for you psychologically, bro. Yeah, they believe in you. Right. They, he's, he's walking around like, these guys just gave me a $12 million contract. Right. Like, not, not that they're fools. Like, that's how much confidence they have in me. And that's the way he approaches offseason. I think that's the way he's going to approach the season, Darius. I really don't. Good stuff, dude. Um, Brian Porras, who is the world's biggest Daniel Jones fan. Um, what are your goals for the pod this year? Hashtag go Duke. Hashtag Danny Dimes. The goals for the pod. Uh, video. Goals uh, for by, the pod? By the time the season starts, guys, there'll be video. We'll do doing video. I'm dumping this platform we have now and playing with some other <laughs> ones and... We'll figure it out, man. It's on. This one's on me. So if we don't have video, you can blame Jerry Foley for this one. So I've been talking to a few people, and we'll get that going. Promise. Um, that the two promises I have this year are video and a tailgate. Uh, uh, we have to figure out the, the day, but that will happen. The buffoon day. The buff, buffoon gate. <laughs> Um, okay. the I me- like that, yeah. Mecca of NYG. Happy fourth, guys. Hope you had a good holiday. Recently, Rondé Barber has been saying Tiki should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he's borderline if he played one more season, blah, blah, blah. Let's, what's your take on Tiki's Hall of Fame candidacy? Should he be in? Yes, I think he should. I think him, we've talked about this before, him, Banks, Otis, which one do you do first, right? I think Tiki maybe retired in his prime. Um, he probably had three good years left in him, but um, the numbers he put up, absolutely. He's one of the best running backs of his era. Yes, totally belongs in the Hall of Fame, I think. Absolutely. Maybe not first ballot, obviously, but should eventually get He had 10,000 yards, right, yeah, Jerry? right. Yeah. So. Look, he pulled, he, like, like Jerry just said, he had a couple years left in him. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not comparing him to this guy, but so did Barry Sanders. He's another guy retired. He had like two or three years left in him, but he won. And that's what Tiki did. You know, he wanted, you know, he, he, he retired with a couple, you know, he got 10,000 yards. And like Jerry said, you know, that, what was that, that four-year stretch run he had, Jerry, or five years? He was one of the back. Yeah. Best backs in the game. He was incredible. And 05, I think he had 1,800 yards. I mean, it was ridiculous the yardage ridiculous. he got. 06, he had a good season. I remember the Chiefs game where he carried them in 05. And then yep. the, the, the Washington game in 06 where he literally carried them into the playoffs. I mean, talk about a team Jerry, that was on the what, bubble. Jerry, what was the year he was ripping off 200-yard rushing games left and right? It was, was, that it, was, it, was it was really 05. That was when he had 85 yards. He had the 95-yarder against the Raiders on – Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But he had a 200-yard game against Washington last game of the season in 06 to just carry him into the playoffs. I think it was 200. Jerry, he, Jerry, he sticks around one more year, right? Yeah. And 07, they win the Super Bowl, and he's on that 07 Super Bowl team? Yep. He's probably in a hole, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yes, totally. 1,000%. First ballot, probably, at that point. Especially if, has a pl- if he plays as well as he did and then wins a championship, yes. Yeah. So. Uh, Tim Houston, are you guys working on another legend interview? Uh, yes, we're always trying that. Second, considering the creativity of Kafka Dable, do we see pass distribution that's widely diverse with multiple players getting 40-plus receptions? Eh, we'll see, right? I don't know. You answer that one better, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, look, I, I think Darren Waller is going to be the main guy. Yeah. You know, I think Darren Waller is going to be if, – if there's one receiver with 70-plus catches – you know, I think Darren Wall is going to be that guy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Chris, Jerry, which scenario – from Josh Stanton, sorry. Which uh, scenario is most likely to happen over the first four games? The G-Men start off on a tear and go 4-0. The O-line dominates, giving up one sack. DJ and Slayton take their connection to the next level 
and that equals 25 catches, 375 yards, and five touchdowns over four games. Hashtag best pod in Giants Nation. Most likely that third one. I, I agree, Jerry. I, I think that 49 game is going to be uh, a real difficult one. So I'm going to go with the third one, too. Um, someone asked, did the Eagles suck or what? No, unfortunately they don't. But they will take a step back this year, I believe. Uh, all right, here we go. Costanza takes Unchained. Costanza takes Unchained. After Waller, Chris, who do you think will be the leading pass catcher for the G-Men this year? Slayton. Oh, wow, okay. Nice. Here we go. And this is a good question. All about NYG. Chris, with the new stupid rule change for kickoffs, mm. did you catch any weird wrinkles the Giants might try and attempt? What are your thoughts on the rule change? No, I don't like the rule change. Uh, either those Thomas Mc, either those McGay, either, either those any of these special teams coaches. As far as wrinkles, I, you know what? I don't know too yet. Early. Uh, I'll let you know in training camp, man. Too early. Yeah, it's um, too early for that. But the rule change. You know what I don't like, Chris? Like I don't like that they concede the twenty-five. To be honest with you, go to the twenty if you're going to do that. I agree. Why do you get twenty-five yards for that? Twenty-five used to be like a luxury. Yep. I hate it. Can't stand the rule change anyway, man. Fair catching. Outside the goal line and getting to the 25, I, yeah. I, I hate see, it. Jerry, when I see it in college, it drives me crazy. I hate it. You know? oh, man. I hate it, yeah. Oh. Um, it's a one-year trial, Jerry. Hopefully it doesn't work out and they go back, you know, So, but we'll see. It's in this issue, though. We'll go a few more. Justin Besliddy. What's your preference? Burgers or dogs? Beer or liquor slash cocktail? Cornhole or bocce ball? So out of those three questions, Chris, burgers or dogs? One. Uh, I'm sorry, Jerry. So out of a, what do you want? It's like a burger or a hot dog? Oh, pizza. hot dog. You prefer a hot dog over a burger? Yeah. Okay, I'll go burger. Uh, beer or liquor slash cocktail? Uh, liquor slash cocktail. Yeah, me too. I'm with you there. Cornhole or bocce ball? <laughs> cornhole. Well, I'm kind of a cornhole guy. I'm gonna go cornhole now. No, I was, I one time, at one time it was bocce. Little ball. surprise there. I go cornhole. Yeah, no. Ball. One time, one time is Jerry's throwing his Italian uh, no. message my way. <laughs> I just figured um, I could see you. And, and, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> a lot of guys a lot, playing bocce. A lot of guy. A lot of friends of mine from Staten Island still play the bocce yes. ball. Um, but I haven't in years, so I've been playing cornhole. So I'm gonna go with the cornhole now. Bocce is huge at low tide at the Jersey Shore. Low tide, bocce everywhere, dude. It's hilarious. What does that mean? The tide has to be low? Yeah, because the sand's flat. So the sand, the water goes out, and then the sand's flatter so they can play better. How the hell do you play bocce ball in the sand? Well, down in the south, south, south Jersey Shore, Cape May, Wildwood area, the sand is very very fine. So when the water goes out, it's almost, not cement, but it's very flat where the water goes out. But it's got to be low tide. High tide, you can't do it because the sand's too soft above. Hmm. Interesting. Um, a couple more. These are good questions, guys. Yes, not not a lot of questions, but really good ones this year, this week. Um. All right, Dan Mann. What's most likely to happen? NYG wins the division. The entire NFC playoffs makes. Well, sorry, NFC makes the play. Okay. Uh, sorry, you gotta have commas in here. What's most likely to happen? NYG wins the division. The entire NFC East makes the playoffs, or Saquon switches agents. Just got Twitter back last week. I've been listening to y'all since March 19. You guys are the best. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. So out of those three, Giants win the division, the entire NFC makes the playoffs, or Saquon switches agents. What, what's the most likely thing to happen? Saquon switching agents. Okay. Which cool. don't be surprised if that comes down to Pike. 
Yeah, I don't think the entire NFC is going to make the playoffs, but I definitely think no. three teams will make it. I really do. No. Again, I think we're going to be one of them. So, Jerry, uh, don't, don't be surprised the Cowboys don't make it, man. Okay, cool. I'm in. Better yet. Sweet. I don't think I don't see Washington. I'm sorry. Unless this kid Howell plays really well and they have a shot. I don't see Washington. Yeah. Eagles, obviously, I do see making yeah. the playoffs. Taking a step back, not going 14-3 uh, again. Right. Uh, I don't see that. Um, but I do. I, I think the Cowboys. Something's going to happen with them. I don't know. You know. Yeah, but every, you know, right. every time I every time I sit at Jerry, they go twelve and five or, or eleven and six. So, so you know what I mean, or eleven yeah. and five. Uh, uh, but I think the Cowboys. So let's put it this way, dude. I, the Giants, the Cowboys, one of those two. Now, what I mean by a step back with the Eagles means I don't think they're going to go fourteen three. But, but I do think they're going to win the division. Okay. Same. As of now, as mm-hmm. of July fifth. Yeah, I agree. Things, but one of those two teams is going to take a step back, either the Giants or the Cowboys, Jerry. One of those two teams. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys do take that step back this year. And one of those teams is coached by Mike McCarthy, so I agree with you. Right. You know, I think the Giants can slip into that two-hole. You know, Washington, of course, you know, we're not quite sure what, you know, what who's going to be playing quarterback for them right. and all that. And the Cowboys, dude, um, you know, Mike McCarthy, you know, Dak, <laughs> I know they got talent, man, you know, and all that, but I, I can see them taking a step back. All right, we'll go one more. We got an inappropriate tweet sent at us. I don't know why those are happening so much, dude. Uh, Zachary Gibson. Hey, guys, with Micah Parsons. Yeah, this, is, this was a little, like, wow. Micah Parsons being quoted as saying that Jones and Hurts are on the same level mm-hmm. and that Hurts has, just has more support. Do you believe mm-hmm. that Jones has that kind of respect around the league? He obviously, he says, how about in the locker room? I can answer that based on everything you've ever said. He does have that in the locker room. Yeah. And do you think it's an accurate statement? Mm-hmm. You think he gets it around the league, and do you think it's accurate, Chris? Um, no, I don't think he gets it around the league. I don't. I think he's, no, don't get me wrong. Now, I think he's earned some respect from his right. play last season. But I don't think the league, I don't think everybody around the league looks at him and says, oh, I'm worried about him, you know? I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah. He's going to have to go out there and do it again. He's going to have to go out there and play well this year. Then I think more of eyes will be like, okay, yeah, we really respect this kid now. I really do. Right. I'm, talk- I'm just talking about how I feel about how the rest of the teams feel, you know? Yes. Um, and as far as what, being on the same level with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, do you think do you think the statement's true that Hurts just has much more, that they're on the same level, but Hurts just has yeah. so much more? Well, look, I mean, that is a fact. Yeah. Jalen Hurts had a great offensive line last year. His right tackle hasn't given up a sack since... Richard Nixon was in office. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean he's had receivers up to you know what, you know. Uh, there's no look. There's no question. Jalen Hurts had a better supporting uh, uh, than Daniel, better supporting Casey Daniel Jones last year. That's not even a question mark. Yeah. Now, that being said, am I going to say Daniel's equal Jalen Hurts? Um, I'm not going to go there yet. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate last year, bro. Yeah. I know he's and look. Don't get me wrong. We all know he had a very good supporting cast. Better than yeah, Daniel. You gotta give him credit. Yeah. But yeah. Jalen Hurts, a was an MVP candidate, and B would have been MVP to Super Bowl if they don't blow that lead. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm not gonna go with Daniel and Jalen on the same. You know. I just I think what Mike is trying to say is, what he is saying is that hey, give Daniel that supporting cast and he'll do the same thing as Jalen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Look, so Daniel does have a better supporting cast this year. Yep. Hopefully, the offensive line is improved, and hopefully, you know, Daniel takes it to the next level, which we kind of expect, you know. 
and, and you know, but I'm not. I'm just not going to put him in the same category uh, on the same level as Jalen right now. Not right now. No. That's fair. Yep. What about you? I'm so biased. Um, I but the the the, the realist in me agrees with you. Like, I I think if you if if Jones had the talent, he'd put up close to similar numbers, but. He doesn't around him yet, so it, it's a moot point. But, I mean, Hurts played really well, man. Like you said, MVP candidate. Like, he, he, it is what it is. It's just they have so much more around him. Um, I'd like, I want to see what happens this year. I really – I think adding Waller and if Neil t- takes a, a step forward that we think he can. But overall, I give the edge to Hurts. I have to. It's not fair to not give him the edge. So, all right. Um, guys, thanks for the questions. Really appreciate it for the, uh, you know, look, we're right after July 4th and you guys came up with really good ones. Uh, we are over an hour already, so I'm not going to get to all of them, but, uh, really appreciate it. Um, anything else, Chris? No, that's it. Ah, good stuff, dude. All right, guys, we'll be back next week sometime and we'll talk about the offense. Um, we'll start, obviously, uh, look, we'll go quarterback and O-line and running back and wide receiver tight end. We'll see how far we get and we'll get with your questions. And then before you know it, it's going to be training camp. All right, guys, uh, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. See you next week.